like to welcome you all to this special edition short episode of California Streaming. We wanted to talk about the fact that enough signatures are reached to get uh, Breaking Up California into three parts put on the ballot in November. And it probably has enough information and enough interest to be its own episode. So we wanted to kind of just do a special, a little special short episode just about that topic. Cal Exit. Cal Exit. Although this the one, movie. They're, they're calling this one Cal 3. Cal 3. Because there was, right? Yeah. This gets confusing because well, this isn't the first time that this topic has come I up. I said Cal Exit, but originally Cal Exit was... Uh, the Democrats were super pissed that Trump won, so they were looking right. to fully secede from the union. But then that just kind of petered off and just kind of went away. But I, I stole the word Cal Exit, but For essentially sure. that's what we're doing around here is we're trying to separate the large population, huge bureauc- bureaucratic state of California and trying to manage it in this nifty little three-state package. Right, and some of that's based initially on the thought that there is the strong correlation to the current failures in the state having to do with the size and the scope and the, the, the size of our economy, the, the, the ge- geography, how spread out we are. Right, this, this stems from the original six-state solution that we were uh, given a few years ago in which we wanted to break California into six different states. Uh, each one was far more uh, geographically uh, reasonable than the three-state package we have now. And essentially, the signatures and that were proposed were illegitimate. And a lot of this stems either because they were duplicate signatures or they're illegible or sometimes the Secretary of State just decided that they didn't want to accept the signature for whatever reason that they felt like. Uh, maybe they weren't uh, registered voters at the right place and what have you. So they didn't get enough signatures the first go-around, so they gave this second try. And lo and behold, they really dumped a whole bunch of signatures off just in case. They really did their homework, and there was far, far more than enough to make the November ballot. So here we are. Right. So in case people don't know, the state would be broken up into three states. There'd be Northern California, Southern California, and then just California. So Southern California would consist of basically San Diego, Imperial County, Orange County, and then it hooks to the east around L.A. and follows up um, basically going Riverside, San Bernardino, Kern County, Fresno, up up to the Merced line. And then Northern California is basically... Uh, just above Monterey, across Merced, and then all the way up to the Oregon border. And then California was basically the central coast plus Monterey, Los Angeles County. So L.A., Ventura, Santa Barbara, Slow, Monterey. And I think it's worth starting the conversation off with the fact that this gentleman, Tim Draper, right, kind of right. the the, the, uh, the architect, spear, right, the spearheading this effort. They got almost 500,000 signatures, right? But I was reading a Business Insider article that suggested, granted a small sample size of a little under 1,000 people, but this this was just, this is at the stage where signatures were gathered, enough signatures were gathered to be put on the ballot. 
when they pull this thing, apparently it's still only getting about 17% in, in this poll I was reading. So it is still very far away from actually being voted on and passed by the voters in November. And then that brings up, even if it were, which we'll get into, that brings up a whole host of other problems. We all remember the famous state of Jefferson. Right. And I believe you actually have a t-shirt of the, <laughs> of the state of Jefferson. Maybe I did. I'm yeah, he did. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember. Oh, um, no, yeah, definitely I'm not. distancing myself from the uh, six-state six solution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is definitely a disconnect between the citizens and the state. And it has a lot to do with... Uh, the representatives that we are sending up to the state level. Now, if anybody's actually taken a look at the way our districting is for our assembly and the districting lines for the Senate, you will notice a reoccurring pattern, which is they tie each uh, district to a large municipality, LA, San Francisco, San Diego, so what? And then they go eastward to the more rural sections of California, and they draw these huge districts, and they send the most liberal candidates that they can find up to the state level, and they leave the disenfranchised conservative votes out of the loop. So they never feel that they get the raw, they get their stories heard, they never hear their voice heard, they, they have no representation at the state level. And... They seem to have gerrymandered all these districts so that they've conceded a couple of areas to Republicans where they're heavily in the favor, but then most of the other districts are very uh, close races where they tend to lean just favorably to the Democrats. Let's go down that road for a second. Uh, current California, we'll call it, heavily liberal, right? And so if you if you think through... These, these possibilities and the, the scenarios of this breaks up into that, et cetera. If, if Democrats currently have it pretty good, why in the world? It, wouldn't, it would strike me that they're not going to be supporting this, backing it. Uh, they're going to be trying to convince people to not vote for it. And they currently have a, a decent majority in the state, right? So wouldn't that alone put the chance of it passing or voting, people voting for it in jeopardy? You never know what people will do. You ne- nobody thought that people in Britain would vote for Brexit. But a lot of people will vote for this just for the simple thing of voting for it, wanting to watch the world burn. And then there's people who are definitely disenfranchised. They're, they're, they don't want to be a part of Sacramento. They don't want to be a part of it anymore. Well, I think, too, there's there's those people. But I think there's also the people that are ignorant to how tied together the state actually is. I don't think that there's some people that would vote for their own self-interest like that and not realize how much we rely on everyone else. So, like, I'm curious, does that mean California, who's the central coast, is now going to have to buy its water from Southern California, from Northern California, right? I We don't really have water in this state. We buy a lot of water. A whole lot of desal plants. That's what I'm guessing. Well, and that... Th- which we should be doing now, right? But then, and pretty much all of our nuclear is in the Central Coast that we're decommissioning. Nuclear. Uh, I guess, aside from uh, San Onofre, would fall in Orange County, which would be in the Southern California. But we've got Diablo, 
right? So I think it's some of the industry, like most of our oil industry is going to be in that Southern California district, which goes up into the Central Valley. Uh, we have a little bit of oil in California. But I think if we go back to the original, there's a really awesome series about how the states got their shapes. Sure. And you look at California and you wonder, well, why is it like super straight edges, almost down to Sacramento, and then it takes another, you know, the super straight edges around Nevada, basically. And it's so we got all the mountains with gold. And then what gets all squiggly down there around, uh, uh, you know, down by the border, yeah, the border and all that. And it's because it follows the river, the Colorado, so that we had water. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any water. And that's why Nevada's got a little tip to it. Otherwise, Arizona would have all the water. So I don't know if you can really, the state's designed a certain way for a reason. And I don't know if you can just start hacking it up into three parts. Geographically, we're a huge state. You take a look at the East Coast and you go, okay, the 13 original colonies can fit in California because California is that big. And population-wise, we're the largest state in the Union. We have 33 million people in here. I think we're approaching 35. I'm not sure where the census is going to take us in the next coming year. Well, it's only the people we're allowed to ask the questions to (laughs) on the census. (laughs) Well, well, either way, we still have a large population, whether they be legal citizens or not. A lot of temporary workers, you know. So is it becoming an unmanageable state as far as bureaucracy goes? What are your thoughts about that? I, I, boy, I, there's a lot I got to think about between now and, and bubbling in something in November. But I, I have a hard time, granted, the smaller, more local things can can be, I think, on the margin, that's better. But I have a hard time thinking that magically a lot of the current problems go away, which is, I think, what some people on the news are saying, or at least the people behind the initiative that they're, that they're trying to push with this, that those are just going to go away by carving up this state. Well, if size matters, shouldn't... Rhode Island be part of uh, Connecticut or something. I don't know what. Or right, or, 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 or be the, the most efficiently run state, the, the quote-unquote the best state. But right? the problem is if you vote for it, John, it's not going the way you think it's going. Like if you're a conservative and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote because I don't think Sacramento really represents who I am. It's not about you, dude. It's about getting six liberal votes in the electoral college. I mean, that that's basically what it boils down to. It's not like you're going to suddenly have some conservative state that's going to represent your interests. All three sections are divided in such a way where they're still highly liberal. Right. If we, but if the proposal was different and back to the six state solution, if the lines were just different, if, if we segmented Los Angeles, if we segmented uh, San Francisco and San Jose away from the other half of the state, then we'd have probably a lot more interest in in becoming a different divided state. I mean, it, it would totally change the landscape. Because if you're more than 15 miles from the, from the coastline, it's a different story. Down in the valley, they got a lot different, more problems than we have. Oh, you could drive the five and see all the signs talking mm-hmm. about, you know, 
crops don't grow or water doesn't exactly. flow. Exactly. And the people of East Porterville, they straight up ran out of water some time ago. And they were trucking in water because the wells dried up. This was back when we had a huge problem with the drought. I mean, it's going to come back again, and they're going to have the same problems. Just the other day, uh, they found out that uh, they're pumping water back from the wells, and they've got uh, chemical issues now because the uh, the chemicals that they use on the ag farms they're they're seeping into the uh, into the wells and being pumped into the city again. Yeah, it flows into the water table, and so they're not getting the fair representation at the state level that they feel that. Uh, the city slickers do. John, you have a great clip from Varney and Company. Yeah, there was uh, the main spokeswoman, Peggy Graham from Cal 3. She uh, she was on Varney and Company after it became apparent that they had the signatures and this thing was going to pass. And she speaks about a couple of these issues. Let's listen to that. But this is a bipartisan, nonpartisan effort, and it's, it's really about the economics of the state. It's not about the politics of the state. We do believe the economics of the state are all about the politics of the state. Well, we do believe that we will have greater political influence because right now we have two senators, and we are an electoral assumption. And if you break up the state, all of a sudden we become electorally in play. It's yeah. not about politics, yes, but then we go into the electoral college. Assumption. This this now is where it goes into. The whole discussion and, and a, a whole lot of speculation, right, about, well, okay, let's say we have a wand, the three states are formed. How are they likely to go politically, blue, red? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the general consensus is two of the three, without too much question, are going to be heavily liberal. One of them has a chance, let's call it purplish. Right? Purplish, yeah. So likely, at least four... Democratic senators and maybe two Republican senators out of the for, for the six, right? So you've gone from two to four Democrats and maybe added two Republican senators. Now, electorally, right? If we were to go through with this, each state would have their own rules on voting, and most notably, do they all become winner take all states? Because that's the biggest a piece of the pie for the electoral college is California. And when they go at the presidential level, they it's a slam dunk. Hillary Clinton didn't need to come over here and, and do huge rallies. She just needed to come over here and raise funds because she knew that she had it in the bag already. This was a slam dunk. She comes over here, gets the electoral college. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Doesn't care about what's going on in Bakersfield. Doesn't care about Reading. Right, because uh, and the argument is always uh, if you didn't have the Electoral College and it was strictly a popular vote, all you'd really need is New York City and Los Angeles, and you'd be a shoo-in. But this goes back to my point earlier. Why, because of that, because of that point right there, that they can simply fly in, collect cash, and fly out, they don't have to worry at all about actually campaigning in California. Why won't that right there cause as much money as necessary from the Democratic Party to flow into this state to convince people to vote no on Cal 3 and being successful in that expenditure for a vote no campaign? That's They'll, they'll, they'll want to keep the state. Yeah, now, okay. I mean, I, I mean let's, take, let's take into the whole thing that we passed this thing. 
let, let's go from there. So what happens after we pass this thing? So according to our federal constitution, Article 4, Section 3, new states may be admitted by the Congress into this union, but no new states shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state, nor any state be formed by the junction of two or more states or parts of states without the consent of the legislatures or the state concerned as well as of the Congress. Basically, we're going to have a vote. If it passes, then we send it on to uh, the federal uh, legislature, the House. Passes, then the state Senate, and then it's got to be signed. Puerto Rico actually voted for statehood, and the Senate hasn't brought this up for a vote. They haven't done it yet because it comes with it a huge price tag. They were in debt up to their eyeballs before the hurricane happened. They voted for statehood because they want the federal government to bail them out. It was a low voter turnout, but they still voted for it anyway. So we have the 51st state pending a vote, but they won't do it. Now, at the same time, Puerto Rico is pretty Democrat, and the Republicans run the House and the Senate. They don't want two more senators who are Democrats that ruin the party. So again, it falls to what John was saying. We're going to bring in, what, four, maybe six more senators on the Democrat side, let alone what the House is going to do. Maybe it's different in the House situation. I don't know what the lines will say. and, And where do you draw the line? Because why wouldn't every blue state just keep fractioning itself to get more senators? Right? So you take another totally blue state. Why wouldn't you just create a north and south? or an east and west, and boom, hey, we'll share resources, we'll just copy-paste all the codes, and we'll add two more to the payroll. I, why wouldn't everybody do that? Why wouldn't red states just, hey, you know what? We're going to go east, west, or north and south and add two more of our party to the, to the system, and then we'll just all share and have a co-op and an agreement you know, so resources can freely go back and forth. But it's like an instant way to like just add water and multiply. Now, we, we in this nation have already been through this process before. And when I say that, I'm talking about Virginia and West Virginia. And back in the Civil War, uh, Virginia actually seceded from the Union and uh, went to the Confederate States of America. Whereas that started the the whole argument in Virginia about uh, a separate secession from the Confederate state and forming their own uh, state called Kanawha. Of course, nobody knows what Common that Common spelling on that. <laughs> nobody knows what, what that was, so they ended up calling it uh, West Virginia. They went from that to West Virginia. They did. They did. So uh, they went through the same processes. It was interesting in the debate... I. I'd, I'd like to get a constitutional scholar to really think about what was really happening in there because the whole formation of West Virginia happened really quickly and exactly how I read it to you uh, with the uh, constitution part is that they had a vote, low voter, voter turnout, 
but it was overwhelmingly uh, for secession from the Confederate Virginia and moving towards the union of, Amer- of what we have now, of course, uh, and thus becoming a West Virginia. So they ended up uh, doing their whole dance, but can they, because wasn't Virginia still part of the union and wasn't that the whole point of the Civil War was secession and reintegration? And Boy. It's, it's, a, it's a legal gray area. So ultimately, if we vote for this and we say we want to be three separate states, we send it to the House and Senate, and they could sit on it for as long as they wanted to and say, eh, we'll get to it. No, I don't think so. So I think it's really a mute point to even try because if we're looking at six new Democrat senators, the Republican-held state and Senate, House and Senate, they're not going to want to uh, bring this to the, a vote anytime soon. Yeah, it, it seems that way. And, and I go back to Louie's point, too, about I'm just sitting here thinking about more logistics of this. Uh, only half joking, the high-speed rail, right? So so current California has issued this bond, and now it's going to turn into an interstate project? Which, right? if it's going to be interstate, it might as well go to Nevada. Right. Because I think that's where the money's made, is if you had a bullet train to Vegas from L.A., and you could be there in a half hour, and you've already been pre-partying, that train makes a lot of money. But what do you do about, again, some of these more sizable bonds that now span multiple states that from one that used to exist when you issued the bond? Do you owe money from your state when what? you were part of the bond when it was issued? Like, am I free and clear of owing my part of the bond? Well... Maybe if construction hasn't yet started in what is now my new California, yeah, maybe I'm off the hook. I don't know. Because what, what, where we are currently recording, we would be in the new state called California. Well, there's been, I don't think there's been any construction. Right? We, we don't, I don't, I'm not even sure in our current, in the new state of California, if we would have any piece of the future high-speed rail, uh, assuming it ever gets built, which that's a totally separate. Well, you you were talking about debt, and how do we handle this massive wall of debt as yeah, it's does become it get split in thirds? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we're talking about the splitting of three, they actually took the population and tried to even it out as much as possible. So does everybody it, get it? But see, they split the population, but they didn't split the dollar bills, right? Or the, or did they? And And... That's what we had talked about in our county of Santa Barbara. They talked about splitting the county into Mission County and Santa Barbara County, where the South Coast and uh, the San Inez Valley was all one chunk, and then basically Lompoc and Santa Maria were another chunk, and you ended up, it would have created one of the poorest counties in the country. But it was no secret that the what was staying as the county of Santa Barbara was the richest part of the county, then secluding themselves from the poorest part of the county. And so I look at the map of the California three and I see, okay, the central coast is pretty self-sufficient, especially when you include Los Angeles into it. But then I look at uh, Northern California 
takes the entire bay, Silicon Valley, right. and all high that tech. industry, all mm. high tech, all the sales tax that is generated with that. Sacto's part of that. Uh, and then you look at what is San Diego, San Bernardino, Riverside, Imperial, and all the way up to the Central Coast or Central Valley, which is funny because a lot of that is typically the area that people in California make fun of. The 909, Riverside, the 951, they get San Diego, beautiful San Diego, and Orange County. But it's also weird that those two are clustered in with Fresno and Kern and that whole area. Barstow. Barstow. Everything over to the the desert border and up to what is NorCal. So it's a very interesting divide. And I don't really know how how the money plays into it. I would love to see a sales tax and a property tax breakdown because I'll tell you what, there ain't a whole lot of property tax in Southern California once you get out of Orange County and San Diego. To your point, the map I'm looking at, the only finances they talk about in terms of the three areas are the median household income. Granted, there's other factors, but so for those, they say the median household income, the highest is, is the Northern California, right? Especially because of, I think of the Bay Area at $63,000 median household income. In Southern California, which would be this Orange County, San Diego, right? That's 45000 And then where we're at in California, the new California, is 53 in the middle. So even there, there's a wide disparity between median incomes. And that's just one angle, but probably portends to. Well, and if you look at the map, though, of Northern California, you're including Eureka, Red, all the stuff above the bay is pretty sparse. It's state parks, national parks. Right. Uh, it's a lot of open land and space. And then same thing when you look at most of that Southern California chunk. Once you get out of San Diego and OC, it's Riverside and San Bernardino and Kern and Fresno. A lot of... I mean, that eastern part of it, that's desert. It's primarily desert, except for the city centers. It's pretty far and few between outside of that. They don't have really any metro areas. Bakersfield's probably as close to a metro area that you get in the Central Valley or Fresno, maybe. Yeah, the, I, I think that's right. The Fresno, Visalia, Bakersfield kind of corridor in there is, is probably the most But you have a lot of two-lane highway. Oh, oh, no question. Right? I mean, that no, is, no question. It is not uh, Los Angeles or any of that area. Um, and, and, and when it comes to infrastructure... I just think that in this state, above all states, we rely on mutual aid, especially for our fire service when it comes to either wildland fires, we had two of the biggest ones ever this previous year, or earthquakes, or the other kind of rioting, the other catastrophic things we get in this state. I don't know how you, we have a pretty awesome master mutual aid plan in this state. I don't know what happens once you start breaking it up. All of a sudden now, you're not just traveling from one part of the state to the other. You're traveling out of state for things. It's a whole different set of circumstances, especially as FEMA and everything is concerned. What about Brexit? I mean, they've voted for this two years ago, and they're still trying to get this thing done. Well, they they broke away from like a political unity. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. The UK didn't break itself into four different islands. 
right? Like, well, uh, what I'm what I'm getting at is the political divide of whether staying or going, and the problem that they've been having trying to do this simple uh, exit of theirs, in which half the population is working against the uh, the legislature in trying to accomplish this goal of simply reforming what they used to have and getting their trades in order, their uh, their laws, and, and all that wonderful stuff. And it's taking two years, and it might even be done this year. It might even take oh, next I, year. I look at what does it even... I don't even know what it takes to then create your own just set of laws from the penal code to the vehicle code all to that, the all business and professions to just Everything needs to be triplicate. But, that's all on Wikipedia. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that there. an argument that bec- look at how many bureauc- bureaucracies that we have that we're going, oh, my God, we can't do this because we have this and we have that and we have this department and all this debt. That's kind of the reason this came up in the first place, is it not? Yeah, but at what point are you kind of pot committed and you got to just fix the current system not create three versions of the broke system. Like yeah, if, right. if you have one corrupt file, duplicating it a couple times just makes you more corrupt files. There's no magic wand that comes along with voting yes that gets waived. Well, and the right. problem is with the people at the top. All you're doing is moving them around to other places and creating more of them. So I don't get how a three-state solution is the solution. I. Those people are still going to stay put. If you're already in government, you're going to stay in government. You're just going to be part of the government of your new boundary. And if you were a problem, all you did was bring that virus with you to the new state. I, I don't know. It's, wait, wait, the the is, real issue is yeah. the conservatives don't have a voice in California. That, that's the overarching elephant in the middle of the discussion is that conservatives feel like they're not being heard. But all we did was create three purple to blue solutions. We didn't really create a red solution, right? I mean, that really is the problem. Liberals don't feel like they're not being voiced. Right. Right. The, the only liberals that feel they're not being voiced are those that felt they should have got more electoral votes in the college to stand in the way of Trump. That was the atrocity they felt. And that's now at risk. And that's at risk. If, 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 if the three passed, right? If the three, so back to the point, they don't want to, they don't want to uh, uh, infringe on the current bucket that they do have to throw at the electoral college. So is the, is the fix for California when it comes to representation that we change our electoral college from winner take all to majority share or other kind of percentage-based model and at the same time fixing our district gerrymandering that's been happening over the past couple decades to better represent the people uh, of the eastern part of california the latter one might have some sort of effect here in the state right the the first point is going to be more of of a federal presidential but that second one might start to go towards addressing what, it, at least on the surface, it sounds like why they came up with Cal 3 to begin with was to, quote unquote, fix the problems of California. Maybe. But nobody still has broken down 
A, what problems are they fixing? And B, how does this fix it? You know, the problems. Right. The problems, and this fixes it. That's all we hear. But we don't really hear the solution. And I don't know if if you're pissed about Trump getting elected. I don't know if going from a 269 electoral majority to a 271 is going to solve that. And again, if it did... If everyone said, oh, man, this is awesome. California broke into three parts, and it was like, shoot, this is how we'll get things done now in Electoral College for our particular party. Why wouldn't everybody just start splitting yeah. their state? Why not? Why not, right? I, maybe that's the conservative answer. Just keep, keep dividing up red states into more red states. So Texas should just... Lob off whatever Dude, liberal that could be area. Six different states. Right it could be there. six different states, right? So they can lob off the the very small chunks of uh, Austin. Might be your only like blue part of that state. I think Houston's got a little bit of a blue in there, but it's it's usually the big cities. It's usually the big cities, just like here in California. It's L.A., it's San Francisco, it's San Jose. Okay, San Diego not so much because they realize they got a problem with the southern border, but essentially they're kind of purplish. But here, again, if you carved off those cities, you'd have a much different California on your hands. I think that's where the whole thing comes from. No one's paying attention to the obvious majority land ownership of California where it's just different. They're not getting the water. They're not getting the the roads. What about... Uh, the minimum wage when it comes to ag. I'm sure that they would love to set their own minimum wage up over in, uh, in Baco. It, it's, a, it's a completely different cost of living standards when you get away from the beach. They've got a whole mess of things that they would love to uh, govern upon themselves if they had the chance. Well, even in New California, that's what I'm going to call the California chunk. We have a ton of ag in Ventura and Santa Barbara. I mean, and the cost of living is through the roof in both those places. Well, then, I mean, but to Bobby's point, they're going to totally get swallowed up, right, by the cost of living in the Santa Barbara County, the L.A. areas. I mean, so their their lives aren't going to be uh, improved or, or allow more control and flexibility. Well, and what you're going to get, too, is that Southern California is going to be the border bad guy, right, because SoCal is going to be responsible for trying to maintain the border. And all the all the counties like Imperial and San Diego that are at the border, uh, and El Centro, that whole area, they're going to be stuck with having to deal with that entire problem. And it's going to be, oh well, I'm in New California, I'm in Northern California, I'm so I'm 400 miles removed from the border, right? All you did was pass the buck on that. But that's what we do in this state. That's that's the time honored tradition of this state. Isn't that that our state motto? <laughs> that's the buck. That's the buck, baby. The golden buck. Can I have more gun rights in my new state? Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. Can I carry my concealed carry uh, license from one state to the other? Probably not. Damn it. Probably not. Yeah, you, you'd be able to probably get it in Southern California. I think Orange County issues or Riverside issues the more most CCWs in the yeah, whole state. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. What else are we missing? Water, utilities, we're missing a debt. Lot, but uh, what about healthcare? 
I mean, we're all under the banner of Obamacare now. But does it matter? Well, the uh, you have meta meta socal, meta no cal, <laughs> just meta all cal, meta all cal. What they'll do, right? But I mean, one of Gavin Newsom's uh, plat- uh, points of his uh, platform, right, is he's I'm for sure he's going to be pushing state universal health care, and so. What about the university system? Exactly. Most of them are coastal. Most of them. So you'd have suck. That'd be the Southern California or, or Southern or University. Oh, USC yes. dash and like UNC dash. I don't know. So Cal State. I don't know. All of our Cal States are safe. They have just sure. Cal <laughs> State. But if you went to Sonoma State, what's what state is that? Can they please name it the state of Jefferson? I want it to be named the state of Jefferson. If they if they promise to do that, maybe they'll got a they got a yes vote for me. There you go. There, there you, there go. you go, folks. That's how you get a yes vote out <laughs> of Bobby. Well, I think we've beaten the horse. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure how developed these arguments that you're going to hear on the uh, on the news and in the newspaper if it's anything get. like what we heard if yeah if, if people want to listen to the entire uh discussion on barney and company it's pretty generalized and not very articulate like it doesn't really make any points that swayed me it reminds me of pelosi and the healthcare bill we, we've got to pass it first before we know what's in it right. and it seems like that's at least the people that are leading this charge it's almost like experiment time in the lab. Well, well, let's pass it, and then that's going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. It's a pretty out. big freaking experiment to just pass legislation on. Again, when I go to the state of uh, West Virginia, they actually had conventions. They thought about it. They, they came up with rules. They town halls. They, <laughs> they did. They did have... Uh, and online message forums. didn't have the almighty Twitter, but they managed to figure it out and make a reasonable um, address to the Senate and say, please consider us for statehood, of which they laid over and said, absolutely, why not? Just don't be a slave state. Note to self. Note to self. That is the, the, the uh, moral tip for this episode. All right, well, thanks for listening to us. This was a special edition, episode five, special edition on just... Uh, California breaking the three states. Go ahead and catch a new episode every week. Wednesdays, 8 in the morning, they drop to both uh, Apple iTunes and Google Play. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Burn it all down!